quiet residential neighborhood in Nashville, Tennessee, the people of St. Andrew's Anglican Church carry on the faith of Jesus Christ as their forebears have for generations. Central to their life is the proclamation of the gospel and the celebration of the sacraments. Let's join their priest, Father Jim Gwill, as he stands beside the Southern Cross. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. In a Wall Street Journal article, columnist Peggy Noonan wrote a provocative article about her perceptions of the state of our society. She entitled the column, A Separate Peace. This article in some way eerily echoes the words of Micah, written over 2,500 years ago, bouncing off the walls of today's culture. Ms. Noonan basically writes about the feelings that the wheels are coming off of everything in our society, from the institution, the legislature, the courts, to the schools and the churches. She writes, quote, I mean the whole ball of wax, everything, cloning, nuts with nukes, epidemics, the growing knowledge that there's no such thing as homeland security, the fact that we're leaving our kids with a bill no one can pay, a sense of unreality in our courts so deep that they think they can seize grandma's house to build a strip mall. Our media institutions imploding. The spectacle of a great American newspaper, the New York Times, hurling off its own tracks, as did CBS and other, that's my commentary, other news sources. The fear of parents that their children will wind up disturbed and their souls actually imperiled by the popular culture in which we are raising them. Senators who seem owned by someone actually owned by an interest group or a financial entity, great churches that have lost all sense of mission and all authority. Do you have confidence in the CIA, the FBI? I didn't think so, end quote. And that was written a few years ago. She ends the article writing about our elites whom we normally expect to get us through such messes and again strikes an eerily similar tone to the arrogance of the leaders in Micah's time who felt they were untouchable by the surrounding troubles. She writes, quote, I suspect that history, including great historical novelists of the future, will look back and see that many of our elites simply decided to enjoy their lives while they waited for the next chapter of trouble, and that they consciously or unconsciously took grim comfort in this thought, I got mine, which is what the separate piece comes down to. I got mine, you get yours, end quote. Jesus said the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat and bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with their finger. They have their peace. We have to make our own. Life today is so complex. We bounce from crises to crises in our lives and seem to live in controlled chaos. We live day to day, moment to moment. The wheels are coming off and no one seems in control. But then there's the one center in our lives that will still hold, that we can still grasp, can still rely upon. That's Jesus Christ our Lord, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as we read in the fine passage from Hebrews 13:8. There's got to be something immovable, someone we can count on. We feel it emotionally in the turmoil in our gut when we get up to face the day and do our duties when things do not work out, when our disappointments are so overwhelming, 
Our plans are awry. We need to feel that someone is there quietly but strongly keeping us together, feeding us with his spirit, reminding us that we are not alone. Our Lord is there. And how do we demonstrate this intellectual truth in our lives, this emotional fact? One way, the main way we do so here is through our liturgy, our worship. Most people may find us rigid, unimaginative, not progressive at all. But we demonstrate this truth of Christ each Sunday. He has not changed and doesn't change. We demonstrate this each Sunday and during our daily offices by performing this worship in the same inspired, dignified, and traditional way that stretches back centuries in time. That's why changing the prayer book, changing the location of the celebrant, changing anything can be so painful to us. We want this to be one place where we can come and know exactly what is going to happen, more or less. When we come here, we, in humility, place ourselves under the liturgy, which is based on the scriptures from which we derive the teachings of the church universal. That is why this turmoil caused in part by the general conventions since the 1960s in the Episcopal Church had such, such impact on churches like St. Andrew's. The Episcopal Church, the Methodist Church, ELCA Lutheran Church, even Rome itself, had been buffeted by the complex cultural changes in our society. That has caused people to fall away, even as Acusa, the other churches, have walked further away from the Anglican Communion. But we are seeing the realignment of Orthodox, traditional Anglican churches, including the coming together of many churches in the continuum. I witnessed that myself in Atlanta a few weeks ago. The St. Andrews hasn't changed in any major respect. The teachings of the church as to how to interpret the scriptures hasn't changed. The revealed order of ministry of the church hasn't changed. Our liturgy hasn't changed, yet we haven't been spared the turmoil. Just as a large rock and a swift flowing stream create strong and complex currents and eddies that will swamp a boat or a raft going by, so have we been buffeted about. So does the Orthodox faith once received from the apostles create strong currents and their toes against the stream of revisionism. Thus we see people react both positively and negatively because of the wheels coming off the church around us, which impending crash affects our very existence in this worshiping community of Christians under the patronage of St. Andrews. This arrogance on the part of the leadership of the mainline churches over the years reflects the attitudes Micah noted of the false leaders and prophets who claim God was with them. Instead of the humility we should feel before Jesus and his bride, the church, they have claimed the Lord is on their side, even as they change the Christian faith. Just as Jerusalem became a heap of ruins, so have the progressive groups, I won't even call them churches, gone off the tracks. But thanks be to God that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The good news of being reconciled to God our Father through the saving blood of our Lord Jesus Christ has not changed. Forgiveness for our sins, that is, reconciling our broken relationship with God and each other, has not changed. The fact that God became man, dwelt among us, lived and died as one of us but without sin, and was resurrected from the dead, has not changed. We will stand firm in this faith, not because we are better than anyone else, but because we've humbled ourselves before these truths and want to pass them on to those who are not here yet, both in the current generation and in generations to come. This is St. Andrews. We can do no less by the grace of God for which we pray for God's peace, that peace of God which passes all understanding. Let me the words of my mouth. Meditation of our hearts. Be always accept on your side, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. 
Amen. Amen.